Welcome to the second series of the Firefly Creatrix podcast. I'm so happy to be back. In the first series, I journeyed through themes connected to personal experiences on my creative path, which revealed wisdom that has been right under my nose all along. It's already unlocked another layer of freedom within my creative approach and expression. If you want, you can go back and listen if you haven't already. This series, delving deeper into this theme, I'm talking to incredible people that I've met in different areas of my life, talking about their experiences of reclaiming their wild creativity. I'm so excited. Let's jump right in. Okay, so today I am here with Vera Koya. Vera is an artist who, I actually haven't told Vera this, but I was introduced to Vera through a client who I had last year, a friend who's also a client, uh, who's in the south of France, who one of his um, inspiration pieces that he sent me of, of designs that he really liked for me to use as a kind of a starting point for my mood boards was Vero's work. And Aww. so, yeah, that is how <laughs> I came across Vero and I've been following her ever since. And recently I was, yeah, very lucky to, I feel very lucky anyway, to connect with her <laughs> in person. We've been on a couple of Zooms together and we've been in contact on Instagram. And now I'm just super excited to hear more from Vero herself about her journey and about her her wild creativity. Because for me, I'm so um, in love with her work. And we were just saying before we started recording about how I feel like it's really, I can really tell when art comes from the heart. And yeah, for me, that's that's what I see in Vero's work. So Vera, th- thank you for being here. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for being part of this conversation. And I'd love it if you just tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and what makes you you. Um, first of all, it's so cool to hear the story. Yeah. I really, it's so amazing to hear how art just travels and does its thing, and you never really know like whose eyes it will find and how now we're here speaking and like, you know, who would have known that yes um, I can't wait for his friend to, to hear this conversation and he'll be like what how how did I make this happen by giving you a bit of inspiration for Mike so yeah I did his logo um last year and yeah now now I get to talk to you here we are thanks friend thanks for <laughs> thanks Ellie yeah uh, it's really nice like when the internet merges into real life and we get to do these kinds of things that I just feel like yeah just hold more meaning and more like tangibility and like meatiness so yeah it's really such an honor to be here and to be um that you like my work it's it still just makes me feel so fuzzy anytime someone says that because yeah it's I'm just existing and sharing things and sometimes people like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm an artist. I'm an illustrator, um, general, softy, sensitive person. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I think I've just always felt things very deeply and have always had like a drive and almost like a necessity to, to try to translate that in various ways so to me that's art and singing and poetry and just it's like I've always just had a lot of feelings and needing to put them somewhere so I feel like that's how um that's how I've ended up just like being the person I am today um kind of out of necessity (laughs) 
yeah I love that when it's not you know people can sometimes perceive art to be this sort of frivolous thing or this sort Mm. of extra thing but I I really hear what you're saying that it's almost like it is a necessity and and it and I wonder did when you were a kid when you were a child did 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 it come through as in a creative way then as well making sense of your feelings Mm. yeah I mean I think it took a while for me to consciously recognize it as a tool like maybe more that came into my adulthood I guess where I realized the the power of like using it as a transmutation method almost mm-hmm. um but yeah I've, I've always been creative it's always been there but it's funny because I some people that I speak to who are like artists and creatives have just like always been like that and they were always drawing as kids and just really like embrace that archetype really young and I feel like for me it didn't really come until later in life like probably high school is when it really kind of dropped in Mm. um when I look back it's like of course it's always been there because I feel like all kids are artists and I was always drawn to it and it was always just this thing that felt special but yeah I didn't really kind of put in like this conscious effort until um yeah like high school art class and realizing oh I really like this this is really amazing and especially as like an angsty teen to be like oh I can like draw song lyrics and put dramatic birds in the back and like this is really helping Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah I feel like that's when it really came in and what was your medium then in your teens was it painting um yeah I think I started mostly with just drawing like uh, black and white pencil drawing and then slowly painting and um, I went to I did a one-year art and design course in college it was just a one-year program and it was basically this like art buffet where I got to try like all kinds of things so painting pottery graphic design interior design like just all of these ways that I could um, channel creativity and I feel like that's really when it like sparked for me was like oh I can I have this thing that's inside that can be applied in all these different ways and it's still it like comes through and that was really amazing because I'd never really done that before and to be like oh I I like this and there's a commonality with every medium and it's me like it's yeah it's just expression yeah (laughs) it is and so did you you sort of came into your into your career as as an artist straight away like that was how you emerged would you say (laughs) um definitely not I mean my career I yeah it's still funny to say that I feel like that's a big word but I guess that's what's happening I feel like only lately I've really embraced it like this is my job um but yeah like after that I think it just became um, this thing that was important whereas before I studied because I after high school I was I had no idea what to do I didn't know what I wanted to do and basically what it boiled down to is what would I actually not mind doing what would what do I actually want to do and the only thing was art I was like well I could do that it's the only thing I actually want to do and I feel like that's a really a potent example of the whole journey <laughs> it's just like I keep just doing stuff well I might as well just try this because it's the only thing I like and then it kind of keeps like opening up and unfolding but it's been really slow and really organic so that was like almost 10 years ago I guess is when um I just started just taking myself more seriously or taking making art more seriously but 
yeah, just just putting in time and then slowly kind of branched into like um, you know, selling stickers and prints and and just like inching along to um it's only really about like four years ago that I started doing it more seriously and um doing more commissions and design work, which became more of like a I guess career path. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's funny. It, it's just like happened. It's very it's been not been planned. It just <laughs> I love that just... though. I love that, you know, the like you say, the organicness because again it's that kind of essence I don't know if you know Glennon Doyle but she talks about like just doing the next right thing and Mm. what feels you know what feels good today what's the what's that kind of like where's the warm spot to kind of head towards rather than (laughs) being like this like clarity about how you want your whole life path to open up it's like just the next step and the next step and and then like you say it becomes this organic process and then you look back and you're like oh yeah that kind of is you know like what I do now (laughs) yeah yeah it's very like the full tarot card like the first card in the tarot is the Mm -hmm. fool and it's just this like first step and you don't know where you're going but that's like the like necessity to begin the journey and yeah it's really funny because I'm very not type a like I'm I have ADHD and I'm all over the place and I've never been able to do like big plans and um I sometimes feel like super envious of people who are like that because I feel like in a lot of ways they have certain things figured out that would be very helpful to have figured out but at the same time I'm like wow I love that this is just my nature because it has led into this like kind of beautiful unfolding that wouldn't have happened if I was really overthinking every step like it's kind of just accidental goodness and I wouldn't trade it, you know, even though sometimes it's a pain in the butt, I wouldn't trade it. <laughs> yes. It sounds to me like it 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 is it's just your it's your path. It's it's where you're meant to be because that's what you're called to do. Yeah, I think it's a roomy quote. I forget exactly how it goes, but it's like, um, allow yourself to follow the silent pull of what you really love. And it's something like that, but that has always, like, I heard that as a teen and it's always just been this thing. It's like chasing the warm spot or whatever. It's like, just, just go with the thing that makes you happy. And it seems so simple, but wow, like it's our society really doesn't give that as an option. (laughs) So it seems revolutionary when you recognize that it's, that it is one. It's a great one. but you're right it is a revolution it is that it's so not what we're taught it's so not celebrated that to to just follow that in, intuitive next step and not know where it's going and not know what the end outcome might be and just to trust that it will get clearer each step it gets clearer and it gets more um yeah tangible but there's still not necessarily an outcome there's still not necessarily a, a final goal um and I feel I feel like I as a child I was more like that um but and I kind of came into the prof- professional again a word that <laughs> doesn't really mean anything um the professional kind of world as a designer and I ca- came through the channel of of graphic design and I've only recently started kind of having the confidence and the I don't know what the right word is the the sort of self-worth maybe to call myself an artist because it just felt so alien 
even though I have always been and I was as a child and the work that I do has always been creative but the word artist felt felt alien it didn't feel like it belonged to me but now it's like this reclaiming um, and I know you've you've kind of started from the artist end of this of the spectrum if there is a spectrum within this kind of creative world more like a sphere or a, you know <laughs> so many different ways of entering it um, and yet people obviously love your work so much that you do get a lot of commissions for things like logos and kind of branding and brand worlds your, your website I'm going to share it when I share when I share this the episode but there's so much so many beautiful beautiful logos on there um, and ways that people have and that you've created your art in a way to to be uh, applicable to a kind of a business or a an ethos or a mindset that a, um, a project has yeah it's been it's honestly been really amazing to fall into this like kind of work because I've really gotten to learn the difference between like art and expressiveness and design and then like how those two can coincide and like what's the Vesca Pisces in the middle there and I think that's what we're both like yearning to really master but it, it, you need both and I've kind of come at it from this side and you're coming at it from this side but it's that middle that is like the juicy stuff and yeah I'm really grateful to have fallen into design because it has really changed my conciseness and like the ability to sort of tell a story or portray a feeling in like a really in a quick moment and I think that's like the beautiful thing about design versus just like kind of free-flowing art mm. um there's like this uh precision and yeah so it's it's a really it's such a intricate skill set to kind of get into that middle of that vesica pisces but it's so beautiful because i think that as the world is changing and uh, more people are creating meaningful businesses and and like are offering things from their heart and we're learning like oh let's support each other and not just like the big corporate machine <laughs> like people are really looking for that same thing that like we want which is to express and to portray like hey i'm I'm like you and I'm I'm like we care about the earth and we have this something in common and the ability for design and art but like specifically design to to somehow translate that is so cool like yeah <laughs> it's like magic it's a complete magic it's like sigil something and yeah so it's really it's so amazing to kind of be in this position where we can both be like a like a vehicle for that because mm -hmm. it affects the whole world and I think like that's why I have like so many people all the time like just clients and it's not like I have a huge enormous following it's it's like barely it's a good size but I'm just like blown away at how much there's like this insatiable need for that because I think it's just a new era so yeah it's really cool yeah I, I really feel I feel that I feel that people people want to be seen and it's and it's and it's more it is more at the heart level it, I think we were in a phase or you know as a society as a culture as cultures we've been in phases where it's more about just aesthetic it's very surface level and mm -hmm. I feel like like you say a lot of sort of especially small businesses and and things that people realized during the pandemic that they were really passionate about there's now such this this upsurge of small businesses and and um 
you know even projects or like social movements that just have such heart to them and mm. who like you say for design or and, and art which you know they are like so deeply connected for for that to to help someone feel seen is just that's that's for me is like that there's like you said there's this there's this little like magic spot where <laughs> you share a design with someone and they just feel like it represents them and there's this moment where it's like I don't know I don't I don't even know what happens but it's so beautiful and I yeah I'm sure you've experienced that with with the people that you've worked with yeah and the, the coolest part is, is that I feel like I only started really getting the hang of it and and becoming I don't want to say like better but like just upping my skill and upping my ability to do that uh, effectively when I started expressing myself and started to instead of like it used to be more cognitive like oh what does this person want I'm gonna just do what this person wants aesthetically on a surface level I'm gonna do you know put a flower there do what they say with their mouth but when I started being like no what do I like and does this feel like me can I stand behind this as like a as a designer as an artist do I actually you know, believe in this. And when I started doing that, then people were like, yes, same. I love it. It's me. And it became this like beautiful thing. And it's so amazing because it's like, of course, like we're, you know, we're one or we share some kind of soul connection. Otherwise you wouldn't have found each other. And so if I just follow and trust my truth, then that is felt and it ripples and the more that like as artists we can focus on our own creativity and our like really just getting to that place where we love it then others inevitably do because it's truer yeah yeah definitely (laughs) I mean that just the way that you describe that just so yeah sums it up and just that yeah that ability to or how and how attractive that is like how attractive it is for that someone that someone is is creating something that's so true to them um and so honest and and that makes so much sense to me why a client or a prospective client would be like yeah I want to work with with her but I it's not it's not that I want to tell her what to do I want to tell her my story and let her interpret it and and see it and hear it and feel it and then create something that represents it and I think that's that's this new kind of paradigm that we're that we're stepping into or that we have stepped into for mm-hmm. me definitely because again my my training was very much like you read the brief and you see the you know you have the like list of criteria and then you create something from it and there's some this be- there's beauty in that too and it's not where I am now like it, that I want to I am stepping into and I have stepped into more of this this ability in this need and drive I think to to create something that's like I hear people's stories and I'm like how does it make me feel and then and then what comes from that mm-hmm. and and the cool thing is too is that it's it's so human like we're human and when you're describing like being a designer and hearing the brief and just having to do it I'm like that sounds like a 
you know, a prompt for like ChatGPT to make a logo. It's like, yo, we can keep that for the AIs now. We actually are entering this new phase. And like a lot of people are afraid of what this means for graphic design and art in general. And like, yeah, I get it. And that's valid. And like, who knows? But I'm also like, that's just even more permission for us to deepen into our humanity and to like go into our souls where like, I don't know if the AIs have figured that out quite yet or if they ever will but like that's our edge (laughs) and like I don't know it's just like this beautiful thing to like okay well then let's deepen into our hearts and actually go into like what is meaningful instead of just yeah Mm -hmm. it's like just this surface that everyone is getting exhausted of just this like surface level crap that has been permeating society for ever we're just like so over it and we're we're really yearning for that gritty stuff even if it's not like so perfect and pleasing and in fact that's better like that it has some you know edges or wonkiness or kind of it has something real Mm. I find that so curious that you know AI and you know I, I said to someone recently that actually when I started design nearly 15 years ago Pinterest was the version of AI and everyone was like I hate Pinterest because it's teaching people it's like giving people ideas that they wouldn't have had anyway and so it's it's taking the uh, the skill out of design and obviously now Pinterest is so normal and so kind of not scary mm. and now <laughs> AI is like the new version of that where everyone's like oh you know it's taking out it's taking out our our imagination but actually it's like you say this this concept has been created where where a robot can essentially create a piece of art and yet it's n- it's never going to be human it's never going to have a heart it's never going to um be able to think like we can it can it can receive prompts and it can it can react to things but it's like you say it's interesting that this this um entity I guess has come into the into our worlds but it's actually pushing us as as artists to get even more human and to get even Mm -hmm. more like in touch with ourselves in touch with the earth in touch with the plants and all the things that a robot is just not capable of doing yeah and I think like on a positive in a positive moment (laughs) like sometimes it can be really scary but when I'm feeling hopeful like right now about it it's like well that's great like the AI can just come in and do all the stuff we don't actually want to do anyway and and yeah it like gives us this this like permission to get gritty and to rewild and to do yeah it's like it's great and we have to trust that it's of course that it's great like life always has a way of helping the evolution even though it feels terrifying in the moment but we have to trust that it's going to be for the best yeah I agree I agree I think it yeah there's always going to be like because it's the unknown it's a new phase it's always there's always going to be a level of fear in there but and it's like there's also so much beauty and juice and and possibility potential wrapped up in that too mm-hmm. <laughs> is there like how how do you describe your art if someone who hasn't seen it just hears you verbally say it well how would you describe it I love that question um I f- I feel like what I feel like what my art holds that I've come to recognize is um unique about it is this like childlike uh it's like innocent I don't know and yeah I feel like I've just really held on to this 
kind of like clunky play um, sense that I think a lot of people can lose. And that's what I love about it is just like when I create, I'm not really, it's not very cognitive. It's very intuitive. It's playful. It's just, it's very simple. Um, But I think I've grown over the years to learn to try to tell stories with it. So it's like telling stories through simplicity and like um I don't know it's very familiar it doesn't deviate too much it kind of keeps to its itself but it I don't know I like to think that it's comforting and it has this um warmth to it that I don't know I think it feels safe Mm. um yeah I think that's how I'd say it but it's always changing and sometimes something comes out and I'm like whoa where did this come from (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a childlikeness to it that I I cherish because I think that's a part of myself that has always been there. And I think I used to judge it. Like when I first started creating more art, I was really judgmental about myself and like, why can't you just draw like extremely perfect, beautiful portraits of people's faces or, you know, like gorgeous, impeccable landscapes. And I was like, that's just not happening and so like what is happening and then just like that silent pull of just following that and eventually you just kind of weave this world that has emerged from just this little um just following something that you thought was cute or that you liked and now I've created a whole freaking (laughs) like dream world and I'm like whoa yes yes I mean that definitely for me that's a, a dreamy and like whimsical but and also but also I feel very earthy when I when I look at a lot of your work it's that kind of connection to to this like you say safe st- stability I really I really feel that being held being um cared for there's a sort of sense of container in there thank you it's really nice to hear that's one of like the things too that has been such a blessing is like hearing what people see Mm. because yeah I think as artists we're just make we're just doing stuff we don't really think about it it's just happening and then every once in a while you have the pleasure of like someone telling you what they feel Mm. and that's so cool and it's also really helpful to be like oh okay amazing and then you kind of integrate that into into the mix and your approach and stuff so it's really nice to hear that thank you (laughs) I also think it's really refreshing though to hear for people because I I think most people who would look at your Instagram feed or your website would never probably perceive or expect that you would you know you would have any kind of self-doubt but of course (laughs) all we're all human and we all have it but it's so easy isn't it when you look through someone's feed or you look at you know a, a, a page and you're like wow this is this so kind of such an amazing collection and it all there's such a kind of um tangible link through all of the work and it feels so um it makes so much sense uh but yeah but then at the same time as artists underneath <laughs> we know that there's moments where it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah look I am personally terrified and I don't know what I'm doing most of the time and yeah like I think a lot of artists probably feel that way where we're just like little creatures in our beds like drawing things in our books and um learning to share that and put it out in the world has always been like really scary and 
yeah, it might seem like probably most of your favorite artists are are pretty like scared and shy inside, but there's something that kind of drives to do it anyway. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> I don't it's, it's yeah I don't know what I'm doing. It's scary and it's weird, but we just keep doing it, and eventually it feels more natural. And I think that point that you made at the beginning or how you introduced yourself about being quite a soft and a like permeable person as as creative people we're often and I, I as I definitely re- resonate with this that I am quite an empathetic and a permeable and a <laughs> person and I feel I feel things very deeply and, and things can really hurt and I even as a child and I wouldn't have known it at the time but I used to use as you as you described use creativity in various ways as a sort of a way to release that fear or that pain or that grief and turn it into something else and again I think there's such a kind of I I love that you describe your your art as childlike because it's got that kind of innocence and that naivety but also that wisdom there's such a lot of wisdom in in using art to to release and to express and to make sense of a world that doesn't make any sense yeah and and I think that's why like I think most artists are sensitive people like straight up some aren't necessarily but I think most of us are and and that is I think where it becomes very confronting and very scary to step into that um, archetype or claim the title of artist because well we have these notions of what that means but also it means like I need to sh- I need to share or at least I want to share and it's so counterintuitive because we tend to be kind of sensitive and we want to protect ourselves and maybe like hide that away and I think it's important to always have a sense of like privacy and, and you don't have to share anything or everything but if you feel this desire to or if there's something in you that says like I want to like rise up into this that I I know that this is who I am that it comes with like so much conquering your own fears and and putting yourself into this like vulnerable position and that that also brings so much like self-growth and that allows you to actually embody this truer version of yourself and yeah it requires this like initiation of being willing to um be ridiculed possibly or be judged or whatever like I mean the but it also opens up you to the potential of being seen and being appreciated and loved and like it's both and that's really scary and I think that as artists we have this really unique position where that's like a way that we can really um live this like new level of life that I like maybe isn't available to people who aren't necessarily creating and yeah it brings like a lot up but it also is so much potential for growth yeah it's very vulnerable I I I totally agree and resonate with that word and I think even as a young or as a young designer I would get so attached to the kind of concepts and ideas that I was presenting that it would it would be heartbreaking almost when they weren't liked or when they weren't chosen or they weren't presented and all of those kind of it's such an analogy or such a kind of metaphor for that being accepted being liked being um 
you know, when you've bared your soul, essentially. And I think that's where, you know, in the world of social media, there's so much positive to it, like our connection, for example. And then there's also, you know, the potential of being, of of reading things that are really not very kind and not very nice. And, but also I, uh, for me, I'm at this stage where I'm quite, my aim actually is to niche down and so therefore I know that not everyone's going to like it and and if if people don't like it then I'm trying to get better at being okay with it (laughs) because I actually don't want to be everyone's cup of tea I want to be I want to be um you know I want to do the work that feels good to me and therefore call in the people that are are um connected to that yeah it's like you don't want to be everyone's cup of tea but you want to be a few people's favorite tea (laughs) like that's way more worth it (laughs) definitely yeah as a child was there any like was there was there something that happened or any kind of memory that you have that really encouraged you to be to express that creativity um yeah I mean it's funny because when we were just talking about this and this like vulnerability piece I I, like a huge part of my um I think like struggle and fear when to be seen is because I grew up in a small town in rural Canada and art was like not the thing that was really like promoted it's like a thing you do in elementary school and then whatever like it doesn't have any value or um importance and not many people care about it and in my when I graduated high school like I was the only person who did any kind of creative um like college degree and it's always felt a little bit alone and really alienating to be um like different and I think for people who've grown up in small places there's a lot of that pressure of like you don't want to be different because you know everyone knows everything about everyone and it's very like it's like almost like this survival thing to you know be pleasant and be good and be palatable and don't be too weird and so when I kind of started like falling down into art and um, my own creativity I was like this is weird like this is kind of weird and I don't know how this is going to be perceived and digested by the people that I grew up with or who know me as a certain person. And that was a really tough one to kind of break away. And it's still there. It's still like nags at the back of my mind. And it's only through like traveling and and being on the internet and connecting with people who are like me that I've been able to kind of embrace it and leave that behind. Um, So yeah, I feel like there wasn't necessarily much encouragement growing up and I sometimes wonder if there had been like how different my art practice would be um but yeah I think in a way it's kind of cool that I had to do it on my own um I guess the first time experiencing that was like in high school art class and my art teacher was a really beautiful like older lady who was like yeah art is great do art and like it's important and and had a few friends like my friend Hannah who loved to draw and she was the first person to kind of tell me like oh that's pretty good like when I was trying to draw a picture of Adam Brody and like (laughs) I was like oh wow okay maybe I maybe I'm okay at this and it's all in these like little moments that actually make such a difference when you look back you're like wow I'm so grateful that my friend chose to tell me that it wasn't that it was nice it's like just this little thing that can really 
um, see the huge new passion. Yeah, I love that you have that memory, that little, you know, <laughs> so, it was obviously so powerful that it stayed. And I think that's so, such a, such an important thing. And such an, again, a metaphor for like, sometimes it, it, we just need one person to just say something. It can be so insignificant to them and so kind of just a passing comment, but it, it really, if it really lands, if it's the right moment to receive it and just to mm. recognize that this is what I'm meant to be doing yeah in your childhood was there any anything that kind of blocked you or anything that you've had to kind of go back and make peace with or anything that kind of told you that you shouldn't be doing art and you shouldn't be creative you need to be more normal again I'm saying this in inverted like quoting <laughs> normal. <laughs> yeah well yeah it's funny because when I I thought about this earlier and one of the things that came to mind is when I was really young, like, you know, like kindergarten, my sister, who's older than me, she's four years older, was always like my biggest idol. And I looked up to her so much. And, you know, she was just like, amazing. But also, we had this kind of interesting relationship where I, I didn't want to copy her. And she kind of had this strong sense of self of like, this is my thing. And don't like, just try to be the little sister who's just doing everything I'm doing. And when I was really young, my sister was always doing like art contests. And she was like, always winning like every art contest there was in school. And like, it was like her thing. And she was like the artist. And so I think really young, I kind of acknowledged like, oh, I'd like to do that. But that's like my sister's thing. And it's like this, I just put it away, like so young, just like, okay, that's not mine. And it, I feel like it really took so many years to kind of, for me to open that box again and be like, maybe I could, like, maybe this isn't just reserved to be someone else's thing. Like that does, first of all, it doesn't make sense, but yeah. So I think that was like a big one. And I think it was just, yeah, this general sense of like not wanting to be different And it's not until like later when I was leaving my, like just growing up and being like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. So like, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Yeah. (laughs) And so nowadays, do you, do you kind of make a conscious effort to surround yourself with people not saying that, you know, your sister, (laughs) your sister's still got that, that hold over you, but like, how do you make sure that you're surrounded by people who, or you have a group of people around you that, that can reflect and just be that kind of cheerleading squad when you need it? Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny, because I feel like one of the biggest moments for my, like, art life was meeting my partner, Harry, and when I met him, he was, he was just an artist, you know, he's like fully claimed that. And like, this is me, I'm a creative person. This is what I do. And like, was so unapologetic in that and like showing me his work and being so embodied in it that and asking, you know, to see my sketchbook and stuff and and kind of giving me this permission to be an artist. Like before that, I wasn't really using that word. And it, it was like through meeting him and having conversations like this to realize like, Oh, this is a thing that other people feel too. And like, I'm not just this like alone, random alien person who's so different. It's like, actually I'm not that different at all. There's just, I haven't been hanging around the right people who get it. And so, yeah, that's been like a really beautiful process to 
just meet more artists and have more friends that are creative. And I think as, as I've grown up, like I'm 28 now. And when I look around at like the people who are in my life and who have kind of stayed, a lot of them are creative. And I think it's just because like, we just understand each other more because yeah, being, being creative and being an artist and having this need to express is like, so it's like such a huge part of your life and to have people that you can have discussions with about it and to encourage each other when it feels hard and scary is so like priceless. Yeah. And I really, I really hear in that story that kind of the power of, of someone bubbling, you know, their creativity kind of bubbling out of them to the point that it, it is that unapologetic creativity. And it's also completely without scarcity, completely without like, I've got creativity, so I don't want you to have it because mm. I need to have it all. It's like that, you know, that energy of being around people who really embody that there's creativity enough for all of us, times a million, you know, there's enough for all of us to completely own our place and (laughs) and not need to pretend that we aren't confident yeah and in fact the more that we do that the more like permission we give to others and it's this like self uh filling thing like it's regenerative like the more you surround yourself with creativity and creative people I feel like you become it even more and Mm -hmm. it's this like then it's just like a waterfall (laughs) Do you do you experience that sometimes within your relationship that you know because you both if you're both kind of on a high with it that you kind of buoy each other up and you really kind of you know you get you feed off each other's kind of excitement about your own work but also each other's work does that happen Def- definitely and just like making space because a lot of art is just making space for it like it's just being like okay we're gonna carve some time to actually do the thing that we love to do and I think having a partner that I live with who also has this need that it's really beautiful to be able to like uh, work together on that and be like okay let's create like let's make an intentional space to do that and you're over there tinkering with your stained glass and I'm drawing here and like what a beautiful moment and um, also it's been really special with not only my partner but having friends who are artistic is like being able to bounce things off of them and being like hey like do you like this like um you know I feel weird about the the hands but like I don't know what it is can you tell me your perspective and it's like and having hearing people's thoughts and stuff and taking like yeah it's like being part of this community where you can like help each other grow and rise into um like deeper levels of your artistry Mm, yeah and it's like nothing is nothing is a stupid comment you know like that feeling where you (laughs) say anything and or like say anything about your own work and it not you know not be dismissed as like oh you're just being silly or something like that it's like people who understand it because they're doing they're in their own bubble of creativity they understand that kind of spiral of self-doubt sometimes or questioning yeah and not just be like oh that's great honey (laughs) like just it's like let's get like yeah we can get into it and sometimes like me and Harry especially like it's really funny because sometimes we're almost like each other's biggest critic like he'll show me something and it's a beautiful masterpiece and I'm like I love it it's great what about like you know there's something in this corner it's kind of weird he's like dude but 
<laughs> but then later we were able to look back and be like, wow, I'm really glad you told me that comment because now it's like even better. And um, yeah, I think it's just, it's really, it's really helpful. And it's also humbling to kind of have people in your life that can like serve you up that aren't just like love everything you do that can kind of serve you up like some honesty and yeah it's really helpful (laughs) yeah I mean I have that question for parents sometimes where I'm like how do you balance that how do you balance that kind of um not you know not just loving everything that your child creates just because your child's created it and also not kind of cutting them down (laughs) it's like it's such a balancing act because it can be so dangerous to just be affirmed no matter what you do and then at the same time you know building up confidence enough that the person or the people have got self-belief it I I just feel like it's such a it's such a seesaw it is it's a really tricky thing and I I think like maybe an important distinction to make with my conversations with my partner is like well often times like the the encouragement to maybe like change something is often just coming from a place of like wanting to sort of push the edges of what's comfortable Mm -hmm. so for example like we'll always start with like hey this is great like beautiful (laughs) and I can see and and like feel that you're kind of staying in your comfort zone with this one is there somehow in some way that maybe you might push that and you might you know just explore the possibility of doing something a little different and I think that that's like a really um, important distinction to make because I think we we can just stay in what's safe and what's comfortable and that's great and I'm like a big fan of that obviously like that's my whole freaking art life is like sticking to what feels comfortable and good but then every once in a while or you know even every piece like just trying a little bit like just nudging those boundaries a little bit to still be growing and I think that that's like a really it's a that's like the sweet spot and if we can encourage the people that we love to like yeah like stand in what they're doing but then also remember to grow um yeah yeah so I I don't know how that would go with kids but (laughs) no I think I think it does I think it does like translate through to children as well I think it's that yes and it's like it's Mm -hmm. definitely the yes and rather than the no but it's it's I see you in your space and my my kind of a theme at the moment is meeting my edges rather than I used to try and bash through my edges and like Mm. you know get into the next stratosphere whereas now it's like okay cool I'm meeting an edge I get to play around in that kind of slightly unknown place but I'm also near and connected to my safety to you know that there's things that I feel feel comfortable and feel familiar and yet I, I get to kind of um allow my nervous system and and different parts of me to kind of explore um but but they're very clear that they're safe as well (laughs) so yeah it feels like that it's definitely that and it's just like a more nurturing and I would say like feminine approach to yeah creating and also existing right it's just like your how you are with yourself and your like inner dialogue with yourself of like are you like pushing yourself to be like this militant like go-getter or are you like being kind to yourself like if you were that child like how would you talk to yourself and like you know yeah yeah and I think that's such an important kind of point in conversation because 
I feel like how we speak to our, our inner children is is so key to this kind of rewilding of our creativity and and the kind of whether we shame ourselves or you know I've had a tendency to to shame myself if I don't feel like something an outcome has been good enough um in the past and now it's like really working with like okay how can I comfort and and acknowledge the kind of process and that maybe it's just not the end of the story it's it's not that it's a bad outcome it's like there's more to come and it's it's kind of part Mm. of a bigger journey rather than it being um something bad or to be ashamed of um because yeah I would I I would say that my my good girl conditioning definitely comes from like you know a, a hurt little person inside of me who's trying to please people and trying to kind of get the attention and get the approval and get validation from through what I create you know by by what I'm creating mm-hmm so now it's like releasing that perfectionism and and like you say almost in we've talked about already like embracing that humanity embracing my incredible humanness and my incredible (laughs) imperfection and how nothing you know nothing can ever be perfect and also nothing's ever finished like I I find that just mind-blowing in in that really creativity is never done yeah a hundred percent it's never done and I think like just piggybacking off that idea of you know being afraid of it not being good enough or kind of wanting to please and on all this it's it's so fascinating when that then starts to mingle with having clients and being in this like kind of power dynamic where someone is paying you money to do something for them and like that's a really scary place to be sometimes because it really brings up this sense of like, I want it to be perfect. I want them to love it. I want them to be happy. I want the money to be worth it for them. And like, it, it's like, it opens up this whole can of worms of, you know, inner dialogue that can be really overwhelming, but it's also such a, a really beautiful opportunity to kind of come to terms with that and be like, Hey, like it's okay. And I'm doing my best and I'm providing a service and I deserve to be compensated for that and um to like stand in your um yeah just the sense of self and that's been a really big big one for me as well like <laughs> navigating that because I used to be really afraid of showing someone something and yeah wanting them to be happy yeah yeah it's huge because as like we were saying earlier it's it's part of it's part of yourself that you're showing to them in a way with with what you've created and yeah it it is that human we're showing part of our part of our human nature um and I just I wonder you know how how have you navigated that do you find like you do you find that you're more open with clients now when you talk about that that side of it or or have you just gotten more okay with it inside of you Mm, that's a really good point or like really good question and thing to think about I I think I think I've just done a lot of it internal like I've just worked on that within myself and I think that the more that I do then the 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 more confident I am with my clients and the less of that I encounter. Like, I think I used to encounter a lot more 
like resistance and maybe critique and like you know more edits and blah 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 and like less like satisfaction when I was really nervous and when I was really afraid and I think the more that I kind of accept my work and understand myself and how I go about it and like what I'm capable of then I I just like magically (laughs) I'm like attracting people who just like trust me and there's a lot more ease and grace and every once in a while you have a a client or situation that feels a lot more challenging um and but you always grow from that and it's kind of like okay next time like I'll keep that in the back of my mind but yeah there's just a lot of layers because every like the thing about working with clients is that there's so much like interpersonal skills that are necessary too and how like being able to kind of own your place and not like falter if someone else has maybe a more like dominant personality or you know having like boundaries and parameters that are in place to really help you feel safe I think that's been a big one for me is like you know upping my price and saying what you're getting and this is like where I draw the line and all of this and having more structure because I used to be just a lot more kind of at the whim and then that sometimes would like not really work out very great because I would feel burnt out and maybe taken advantage of but like the person wasn't really to know mm-hmm. um yeah yes yeah yeah I, I remember listening to your sunflower talk with Nina with studio girl and I'll put the link to her amazing work in our show notes as well um and you talked with her about about almost how the design process there is a, a sense of of sort of therapy or coaching within it because we are like delving into these deep um especially when it's passion projects and people that are you know they've put their heart and soul into creating a small business or a, or a product and and so it's so kind of deeply connected with their their our client's sense of well-being or our client's sense of purpose and and so the 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 conversations that we have and the kind of the setting up of the situation can be so much like coaching or therapy and I remember when you when you said that in that conversation I was like oh my god that's just you know just to hear it said out loud (laughs) it's so liberating because I was like yes that's exactly what it's like and and it's like you say then for us and you know as as a therapist or a coach we'd we'd have much more you know much more training around this kind of stuff about how to protect your own energy and your own kind of well-being and ensure that you you're coming from a place that's um, healthy and safe and you feel safe to be able to support another so it's such a valid a va- such a valid point <laughs> yeah it's a big one it took a while to realize that and to kind of yeah and you just you encounter different people all the time and you and you come up you're you're in collaboration with someone right and if you think about like being a kid and having to do a project with someone like some people it was great it was easy and some people it was like really difficult and you you're having to work with like so many layers and yeah it took a it's that's why it feels like way more than just you're not just like drawing and drawing you're mm-hmm. there's so much <laughs> there's so many layers and that's kind of part of why um you know I am feeling this sense of like, just while I'm getting the hang of it, as I'm just starting to get the hang of it, I'm feeling this need to kind of like move away a little bit from working with people one-on-one because it does, it is so demanding and it kind of takes away from what I'm actually here to do, which is be creative. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like, it's very interesting. (laughs) It is very interesting, but, and, and uh, yeah, I hear you because it's, 
even even with people who are um you know really creating from their heart and it's something that's so so dear to them there's it the creative process brings things out in people that they they couldn't have even you know anticipated or yes hated beforehand it really it it really reveals some things within the process um and I think as you say for us as creatives we have to protect our own energy and our own ability to um create from the heart because if we're then kind of dancing around a, a load of other kind of energy like energy from a from an external person um it can be challenging to kind of navigate all that yeah and it just feels like sometimes it can feel a bit exhausting like you just don't have time to then come and um be with yourself and have because it, it's like when you're saying that it, it's like being having a creative process and creating like a work of art, you know, or a design is, is like birthing something and we do it all the time, you know, so we're kind of used to it and we understand the the process. And sometimes, you know, just the, from start to finish, like we know what that entails, but when you're working with people, some maybe have never, ever seen that they've never witnessed a creation process from start to finish. And suddenly you're taking them through it. You're like midwifing the process um, for them with them and you're like you know and so it's a whole thing and and some people are you know like a midwife some births are harder than others and yeah it's just like sometimes you get home at the end of the day and you're not really you just don't have anything left to birth your own baby like you're just it's yeah so it's very interesting what comes out for people and I think I think we become educators as well because you're you're your 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 yeah your midwifing definitely and you're you're helping with the gestation process and then the birthing process and you're also educating them which is is what midwives do but you know educating them on what's happening on how the process goes and what to expect and some people can be very nervous and very kind of curious about how is it going to look that you know I want step by step and other people are, mm. are more able to or want to just go with the flow and and see how things open that it's it's being kind of prepared for all of those eventualities and knowing how to kind of comfort or <laughs> reflect or however whatever people need um mm-hmm. so yeah i i'm yeah i definitely feel that that's, it, it it's so underappreciated or so under 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 misunderstood i think is the best way to say it you know, and I see I see a lot of people, which is great nowadays, kind of really pointing out that if you hire a photographer for an hour and it's $50 or something, it's not just an hour. It's like all the preparation and all of the kind of the behind the scenes that goes on for that one hour to, and then the editing and all the all the other things, plus like the years of study and the years of practice that have gone into it. Like $50 is not, you know, or whatever the price is that this, you know, that people are trying to pay. It's like, how how can we have more of these conversations that really highlight the vast nuance that goes into the creative process and it's not just about oh here's a a logo or here's a, a beautiful piece of art and, and that in itself is amazing but the story that goes behind it is huge <laughs> yeah and and that that feels like this this age-old like reality that art and creativity is 
undervalued like people just don't recognize how like why this painting is four thousand dollars like they just it's like what oh I could have done that like Mm. it looks like a child made it but it's like yo that's not the point the point is like who this person is how many hours they've spent like exploring that like all it is all of the layers of nuance and I think we're finally stepping into that in this new era of like valuing art and artists and creativity and valuing the process and that whole you know the experience and do you feel like the financial side of it has been one of the biggest or I don't know if there's a way to kind of hierarchy it but um a big hurdle for you to kind of now be in a position where you feel comfortable and um empowered to ask for them you know ask for the amount of money that you feel is correct yeah that's been a really big one and it's really beautiful because it's it's still like it continuously is happening with you know everything that I do not just designing but yeah I think as artists it's a really big one because one we don't have like society setting standards like the same way that maybe you know a plumber has like a general wage that we all understand and we don't question it but with artists it's like so vast and you know you have people selling like ten dollar logos on etsy and then you have someone charging ten thousand dollars and there's everything in between and it's a really beautiful uh thing to kind of have to figure it out yourself even though i wish it was a little bit easier maybe there was some guidelines so i feel like that's something as like you know I go along and speak to people like you and and people like Nina it's like oh maybe that is something that can be created for younger artists to kind of have a bit more of a structure to kind of you know at least go off something but yeah like in the beginning was just like I did a lot of things for free and I did a lot of things for trades and slowly slowly kind of asking for money and realizing oh I need more like this is so much energy and it is a really beautiful thing because I think the more that you learn to value your own output and energy and like how like what would make this feel worth it like is this um fulfilling me enough to like be excited to do it or do I just does it just feel like a a job that I don't like and then when you're feeling like that it's like well what are you doing why don't you just like if you're feeling like that you might as well just go get a nine to five where you're unhappy like and underpaid it's just like you have to really be the one to set the standard and that has been kind of a wild journey because yeah like sometimes I've been like really that's what I'm gonna ask for this drawing like that seems like a lot but then I'm like that's the that's what feels right and when people are willing to to pay that and they're happy to pay that and in fact are like wow like of course no problem it it just shows you like oh I do have like uniqueness and value to offer to the world just like the plumber does I have a unique skill and you know that's like rare and meaningful and valuable and sometimes you come up against people who probably scoff at that number and would never pay that but that's not your problem (laughs) like yeah Yeah. so it's not your client yeah yeah they're not you know that and that's I think that's the thing with like now being more um yeah more unapologetic about who we are who I am it it is that thing of like yeah I'm I'm getting better like the same as you it's a journey getting better at just putting you know putting my number my price out there and just accepting that yeah if that person is 
if that doesn't resonate, if it's too much, um, then that's cool. That's that they will find someone that's in their price range, um, that is it's who they're meant to work with, and with the skill set and the experience and the what I know that it takes that I put into things, I, I'm yeah, I'm you know sticking to my <laughs> sticking to my guns and and I know mm-hmm. that, that that's what I'm worth. Um, yeah and that's a really interesting thing because like for example I'm not like a hundred percent full-time with art and um, I think there's a lot of reasons why but one of the main reasons is because or like yeah I mean there's a lot of reasons but I think one thing that I like about that is that I can have this price and stick to my guns in that way and even if I don't have a client for weeks or months it's like it doesn't matter because you know I'm still working part-time I'm doing these other things that take a bit of pressure off of the like survival mode because I think when we're in this state of like I need to be I put all of my eggs in this basket I need art to be my only thing then we I think we sacrifice a bit more and we might be like okay I'll do it for less and we kind of like take our boundary down and then like that's okay in some contexts but then uh it just feels like you're never going to get out of that if you're kind of continuously like lowering the bar because then that's like where you are energetically you're like saying you know okay yeah I can just I'll just keep uh lowering the bar so I think a big thing for me with having the confidence to price like I have learned to is to also have like other things to fall back on which has been really helpful for me and I think nowadays there's a lot of pressure on like be a girl boss and become your own boss and get away from your job and blah 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 and like that's well and good but um some of us might need a bit more time or some of us might like to have this like safety net in the back that's just you know a couple of days a week at the cafe or whatever it is to kind of just make it feel a little bit less scary and to to let you have these um yeah just boundaries and being able to be confident in that yeah and like you say not come from not come from scarcity because I, I I've had this kind of con- conversation with myself recently where I'm like next time I go into price something just like make sure that I'm not doing it from a, a place of of scarcity because then I know that I know that I will or or like allow my inner critic to go wild <laughs> um and if she does then like write write the thing and then don't send it you know come back come back and mm. make, check it a few more times because the inner critic for me when I, if I'm in a in a scarcity mindset of like oh things are changing there's a potential recession like things have been a bit different this year so far okay so just put a lower price because then at least I'll get this work but actually I'm like is that the message that I want to be giving out not to this person necessarily but to the universe to and to myself to my kind of self-worth do I want to give that message to myself worth it oh yeah but sometimes we'll devalue ourselves because you know it makes it easier for things to flow but actually I'm not you know that's not where I want to go that's not what I want to be calling in so now it's like consciously taking a step back when I do write quotes and um yeah give people prices it's like make sure I kind of check over it a few times make the calculations and then sit with them for a bit and often I will add a bit more on because I'm like actually yeah that's gonna that yeah because it's things like admin I'm I'm, you know I mean you know this but like admin and emails and then the Mm -hmm. conversations that happen and 
there's so many little things that kind of come into the process that you as I just think of the actual creative time but there's so much more that goes with that yeah totally <laughs> yeah it's it's big and, and I feel like even what you said earlier about you know maybe at some point we'll have some kind of guideline and some kind of like um yeah an idea of what young artists can start to charge and I think even this having this conversation about uh, and being more transparent about how hard it is and how how vast the spectrum can be it is just acknowledging to people that of yeah it's not easy and I think even even having that conversation of pointing it out is so this is what I would have wanted to hear as a, as a young mm. designer is just like there's no clear-cut answer there's no there's no right there's no wrong there's just trusting your instinct trusting your gut and and kind of playing and seeing it as as a as a as a game as a as something that you get to experiment with and morph and grow through yeah and it's it's really beautiful because we are like this hasn't really ever been done before like people who are just artists on Instagram who somehow make a career out of it and are like yeah. you know making things for other people like this is a new thing in life that has only kind of been happening for the last like whatever like 10 years and um there is no guidebook and and so it is up to us to kind of collaborate and I think that has been like one of the most beautiful things about the recent years of being on the internet is connecting with people like you and with Nina and, and being open. Like it's kind of, yeah, sharing the things that I wish I would have heard when I started, but like those conversations just weren't really happening because there weren't as many people doing it. Um, and now that it is becoming more commonplace, it's like, okay, well, um, as like older people are like, like, I wouldn't say like leaders, but I guess just people who've been doing it for a while, we're able to kind of share that and to not gatekeep and to not be like, oh, I want to protect that information because you're my competition or whatever. Like some of the most beautiful experiences that I've had online have come from choosing to be open as opposed to being guarded and there's a time and a place for being guarded like some people just don't have respect for you and they might you know co like copy your work or whatever and that happens and you have to know when to have like uh I don't know like a bit of a roar and like to know when to put a boundary but it's so beautiful to to learn to share and to like embrace the people who are doing similar things as you instead of seeing them as competition because you can actually help each other and there's a few of us like you and a few others that like we're in each other's dms like asking questions like every you know oh have you had this thing come up with fonts or like can i see your design contract just these things that end up being so helpful and help everyone and then from there we're actually setting a new standard and by having this standard it's like that if there's something in place there's a structure that can then inspire others to kind of do the same or if you know we all kind of have a certain similar price range then there's not this like oh you're overcharging whatever it's like no this is it this is the standard but we're creating it as we go it's new it's mm. yeah it's never been done so it's happening yeah. yeah and it's and it's ever evolving I think that's that's you know part of the structure I think that's part of this idea of it being a, a much more feminine structure rather than this rigid masculine structure it's like yes we are almost creating that structure by having these conversations and saying that 
every person that joins is going to evolve it and going to kind of bring new energy and bring new perspective and challenge things and suggest like maybe like look at that look at all that energy we're expending there we need to make sure we get paid for that and just pointing out you know these little niggles within the within the little yeah. in the system and I love mm. that I love that like you say each question that we ask each other or point out is like it is it's it's coming from a place of love a place of support a place of like let's all grow together because let's get rid of this scarcity thing where there's not enough clients for all of us it's like we all mm. have our unique expression and we're all going to call in different kind of clients so why why would we kind of yeah block each other's kind of flow mm-hmm. yeah. and I want to I want to just make a shout out at this point to say that you have just launched or recently launched like a program for people who are just starting out and I think that says so much about like your passion and your dedication to to helping people who are starting out as as young artists <laughs> yeah thank you yeah it's it it's it's funny because it was born out of people who um asked me like hey how do you do that how do you make your art how did you start whatever and it was a question that I was like constantly asking and kind of recognized like oh this is something people want to know um and also like I don't want to be always like answering this so can I like create an offering that um is a place for people to go like hey if you're feeling this drive and this fire and you're feeling inspired like here's a way to actually take action and yeah it's I've I've learned so much from choosing love and openness on the internet so you've had you've had a good response from the launching of the of the program yeah there's been a few people like it's it's you know it's never like an extravagant thing like I and I'm not very I'm not a very salesy person (laughs) like uh it's like I do things but then when you have to actually like email people and post about it blah blah blah, that's where I kind of fall short is the like marketing and admin side but um just recently I had a mom message me and said that she had never ever like open procreate she's like the last thing similar to this I would have done was Microsoft Paint you know and I I've had this iPad for years and I I thought this would be really cool and so she got the the course and um started doing it and just shared like how amazing it's been for her to to have this creative outlet what I love about digital drawing it it gives people an in to their creativity that feels less scary than maybe like learning to paint or having to have like a, a, a place physically where they keep their things and um yeah like one of my biggest I think passions is inspiring people that they can do it too whether that's just drawing for themselves or making a whole business if they want it's just like showing them that yeah like anybody can do this so Mm. (laughs) I love the inclusivity piece of that it's so again it's like that we're letting go of the scarcity mindset the idea that you know if if other people learn procreate or if other people see your design style or your insights into how maybe some of the insights as to how you create your your beautiful drawings and your beautiful art that that might mean that you lose you know you lose your exclusivity or something it's like no we're letting that go it's it's so you know so old (laughs) um and yet you know the patriarchal structures would love that we keep in our keep in our lanes and don't kind of share our knowledge and share our open-mindedness 
so I love I love that again even that what what your course to me represents is that kind of welcoming welcoming in it's like this yeah come on in this space there's you know everyone is welcome it, and it, and like you say it doesn't have to be for a, a career or um or even anything to sell it's just like does it make you feel good yeah totally and that's what's important baby <laughs> yes just feeling good like letting art be that expression that kind of release for in some some cases just that kind of um for me what like sometimes my mom or you know people in my in my world have asked me like why don't you make and you talked about this earlier why don't you make something that's like a landscape or a you know (laughs) the sunset and I'm like I love the sunset I love landscapes and I want to create what I'm called to create is things that I don't yet see like you know or Mm -hmm. or I see or I feel it's more like what what do I feel that is not tangible and can't be seen but I feel like I can create art that somehow represents it for me um and then if you know if other people see something in it then then brilliant um but essentially <laughs> it's 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 me it's from it's for my kind of recognition that these energies and these goddesses or this fem- deep, deep dark feminine energy is within me and it's within everybody but it's it and it's what I want to kind of I call them my creative breadcrumbs that like if I'm having a, a shitty time that I look at some of my art and I'm like oh yeah that's what I need to remember in this moment like it's like these little kind of Mm. reminders of who I am and the multifaceted you know being that I am and that I'm not just this hard moment I'm also another hard moment or another or a beautiful you know incredible ecstatic moment it's all in there yeah and just as like a finishing thought um like one of the main things for me about like living life and and being true to ourselves I think the main thing is like to be able to be proud of ourselves and and to also look back like when you know if I have the privilege of being an old lady to look back and be like wow I'm so proud of of my choices and the things that I made and and the things that I said and expressed and it's like it's not about anybody else like you don't have to leave this big elaborate legacy like you can if you want but it's about you and doing the things that are important to you. And if art happens to be one of them that, you know, that you're proud to make time for it and that you're proud to prioritize it as an important aspect of your life and of yourself. And yeah, so I think it's just like making ourselves proud over and over again. <laughs> I love that image. I love that image of like, yeah, looking back over a lifetime, whenever that, you know, whatever age we get to be and seeing because I think I think we will see it I mean I already do like 10 years ago I see I can see moments of like absolute brilliance that I wouldn't have acknowledged at the time and just but brilliance in like in like you say choosing myself or choosing my path rather than the path that was kind of offered to me or suggested to me Mm. I think it's I think yeah I think we'll see these kind of badass like glass ceiling breaking little people that we were and that we are (laughs) and we'll celebrate those people Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh this has been such an amazing conversation um I don't really want it to end um but this episode (laughs) will come out on the new moon 
So a time of like the deep darkness and and sort of like fresh starts, the heading into the dark to then come back into the light. So on in that kind of theme, is there anything that you'd anything else that needs to be heard or any kind of little message maybe for people who are embarking on some kind of new path with creatively, whether it be art or you know, any medium of art? Hmm. Well, I was trying to think of like, what do I feel like this new moon is uh, maybe bringing up for me and, and like what's coming up. And I, I think I'm in a really big moment of letting things die Mm -hmm. and letting the old disintegrate. And I think as creative people like that happens a lot, but it can feel scary. And sometimes it's like years, there's like big cycles and, um yeah like letting letting things die letting old versions of doing things die letting old um selves and and styles and whatever it is like to to be able to say goodbye to stuff and and it's difficult you know and it can come with a lot of like nostalgia and grief but um there's always more space for what you actually want and what's coming next when we let things go and that's a hard one for me, but we're getting there. So, yeah, learning to let go of things that just like aren't feeling good anymore. Yeah. I so resonate with that. And I just love, I love, I love, love, love that message. It feels so potent and so important in these times to be able to, you know, embrace letting go, allowing ourselves to feel the feelings that come with that, the grief, the, the sadness the pain um yeah thank you so much that's so beautiful to end with um would you be able to I'll put these in the show notes as well but would you be able to tell people how they can find you yes so um I'm most active on Instagram so my Instagram is um at verokoya so I'm sure the spelling is there somewhere but um yeah and my website is the same verakoya.com and you can see some of yeah just some of my offerings and past um works as well a little bit happening there but yeah it's always changing and um yeah I'm not always like super active but I'm trying to kind of be more present and showing up in even if it feels scary and vulnerable so yeah I appreciate everyone that cares to be there and to you know send a message if you want to connect and just share something I always love hearing from people so if you listen to this and it was inspiring like please tell me tell us like we love to hear it so yeah thank you so much for having me it's like such an honor to have a space to share and to be here with you and to connect more deeply so yeah thank you oh wow likewise this has been such a magical conversation just I think just I think it represented all that I want to step into you know this creative magic this idea that conversations are magic that we create like Mm. new paradigms within conversations and um, you know spark new possibilities potentials for ourselves but also for people that listen and I I think that it just feels very potent what we've discussed (laughs) So yeah, thank you so much. Yay. 
can't wait for this to be out in the world and yeah if you have any questions for either Vera or I please do get in touch we'd love to hear from you thank you for listening to our conversation today please do like and subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss a future episode